Welcome back to Worship Weekly. Please be sure to like, comment, subscribe, but most importantly, share Worship Weekly with someone else this week. This week we have an exciting message from Brother Jackson as he brings us six water pots full of blessings. We'll start reading from John chapter 2 and verse 1. Music this week is the Scotland Evangelical Presbyterian Church Choir singing My House is Full.
six water pots full of blessings. In John chapter 2, verse 1, And the third day there was a marriage in Canaan of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. And both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. And when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus said unto them, They have no wine, Jesus said unto her. Woman, what have I to do with thee? My hour is not yet come. His mother said unto the servants, What shall he say unto you, do it? And there were yet set there six water pots of stone, after the manner of purifying of the Jews, containing two or three fragments apiece. Jesus said unto them, Fill the water pots with water, and they filled them up to the brim. And he said unto them, Draw out now, and bear unto the governor of the feast, and they bury it. When the ruler of the feast had tasted the water, it was made wine, and knew not what it was. But the servants which drew the water knew. The governor of the feast called the bridegroom, and said unto him, Every man at the beginning does set forth good wine, and when men have well drunk, then that which is worse. But thou hast kept the good wine until now. This beginning of miracles did Jesus in Galilee, Canaan of Galilee, and manifested forth his glory. And his disciples believed on him. After this he went down to Caponium. He and his mother and his brethren and shops, and they continued there not many days. Six water pots filled with blessings. And whatever Jesus says do, verse 5, don't question him. We need to be filled with the Spirit. Let God use you. Verse 11, what we do, we should do for the glory of God. Ephesians 5, 18. Number one, we put our sins in the first water pot, and he gives us salvation in return. He said to Nicodemus, John chapter 3, you must be born again. He was simply saying, Put all of your sins on me, and I'll save you. John 6:37. Him that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out. Put your sins to Jesus, and he will pour out righteousness. Romans 12, 1 and 2, Romans 5, 8. When God commanded his love towards us, that while we were his sinners, Christ died for us. So you need to put your sins in the first water pot and let Jesus have them. Put them under the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Secondly, we put our prayers in the second water pot and he gives us answers. Oh, how sweet is the privilege of prayer. Over and over, God says, call on me. Call on me, Matthew 7, 7. He pours out his answers. Be patient. Sometimes he answers our prayers in a little bit. Sometimes it takes a while. Sometimes it might take a year or two. I've prayed for people for years before they got saved, and then they got saved because God wanted them to get saved. And I thank God for it. When he wants somebody to get saved, they'll get saved in his time, not our time, in Jesus' time. So put your prayers in the second water pot and let God answer your prayers and he'll answer your prayers in his time, in his way, not your way.
Sometimes we pray for people to get healed. They're sick. They don't get healed. But you think about it. They, they might die and go to heaven if they're Christians. But they got a new body, so they are healed. But sometimes he heals us just like this. I'm 78 years old, and God's healed me in several different things. And I thank him for it. And only him can get me going. And I pray. We need to pray every day. I try to pray every morning and try to pray every evening. At night when I go to bed, I try to pray myself to sleep. Thirdly, we put our problems in the third water pot, and he gives us guidance. James chapter 1, verse 5. Husband and wife, put your problems in the water pot. God will take care of your problems. Psalm 50 and 15. 1 Peter 5, 7, Psalm 40 and 1, Isaiah 57, 20 and 21. I've never known a problem that God couldn't take care of. He'd take care of all your problems. Don't make no difference. What kind of problem you got? I've seen people take their problems and take a lot of their problems. And you think about it there. Well, there's... There's a problem every day, every church you go to, they got problems. Every place you go to has got problems. Your business has got problems. I was in a car business for 35 years. We had problems. I sold cars, new cars when I went to college. Started a church in Junction City, Arkansas. That place there had problems. Our church had problems. Every church I've ever passed had problems. But we always got through with the problems and got rid of the problems. If you just give them to Jesus, God will take care of all your problems. You got to put your problems under the blood. Let God take care of them. He can take care of any problem you got. I don't care how big it is or how little it is. In his time, he'll take care of them. The fourth, we put our sorrows in the fourth water pot, and he gives us comfort. If you haven't had a sorrow, you soon will have. Job 14, 1, Psalm 55, 22. He would pour out comfort. If we learn to give Jesus our sorrow, and there's some sorrows you're going to have in life, all there is to it. You lose a family member, you lose a mama or a daddy, you lose a kid, a sister or a brother, you lose some kin folks. Everybody's got sorrows. You look at the condition in the world today. It's full of sorrows. You never know what they're going to do. This country's going backwards. When you commit murder to little babies that's been born and you kill them, that's pure deep murder. That's all you can do about them in abortions. It shouldn't be done. That's a sad situation when people kill little babies. When they come out of that mama's womb, put them on the table and decide what to do with them. That's barbaric. Straight out of hell. We need to ask God to forgive us, America, for that. Them Democrats are putting it out there and putting it in law. And some of them country states are. And that's a sin and a shame. God's going to whoop our country for it. You can mark that down. The filth. We put our needs in the fifth water pot. And he gives us his supply. 
Philippians 419. My God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. Not our riches, his riches. We have many needs, but God has everything. And he's ready to supply our needs. Psalm 50, verse 10 and 11. If we just let God take care of our needs, he knows exactly what we need. He gets up every day. Brother and sister in Christ, he knows exactly your need. With his health, with his money, with his family, with his car problems, with his home, finances, whatever it might be. He knows your needs, and he'll take care of your needs. you got to put them in that fifth water pot. If you do that, he'll take care of all your needs. He can do it, and he will if you let him. And you didn't listen to me right now. You ain't too, too big of a, you ain't got too big of a, a need that God can't take care of. And I wish right now that you'd listen to Brother Jackson and give your needs to God. The sixth thing, we put our future in his sixth water pot and he gives us heaven. Ain't that a blessing? We put our salvation first in the first water pot and we get eternal salvation, eternal security. I love that. You can't beat that. God gives us. We put our sin in it. And he gives us salvation. Isn't that a blessing? He'll forgive us any sin. I run across a fellow in Pierre Park, Louisiana, when I was pastoring. And he said he couldn't get saved. And I asked him why. He said, because I committed murder when I was in the service, I killed some people. I said, well, you've done that for your country. And you've done that for yourself because if you wouldn't have killed them, they'd have killed you. That's not murder. That's survival. And you shouldn't, you should ask God to take it out of your heart. Are you weary and heavy laden today? Well, by and by, think of that. God has something wonderful for you. Weep here but one of these days. We won't weep anymore. We are in sorrow here. Will there be a day when sorrow will be no more? We pain here. There'll be no pain in heaven. Death comes here, but there are no graves on the hillside of glory. That's what the blessings are about it. You put your future in the sixth water pot, and he gives us heaven. Heaven, you can't get no better than heaven. I thank God for heaven. I praise the Lord for I know one day I'm going to be going there when I die or when the rapture takes place. And I want to invite you, if you're listening to me this morning, to respond to the gospel. Jesus died, was buried, and rose again. And you need to respond to that gospel. You need to ask Jesus to forgive you of your sins. And you need to ask him to come in your heart and save you. And if you'll do that, He'll save you. There's no better way to get to heaven. you got to come through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, Paul tells us what the gospel is. You can't get any plainer than this. In verse 1, he says, More brethren, I declare unto you the gospel. This is what he's telling us, what the gospel is, which I've preached to you, which also you have received and when you stand. By which also you are saved, if you keep in memory what I've preached to you, unless you have believed in vain. 
for I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, and that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures. That's the first part of the gospel. You gotta believe that Jesus died for you. Secondly, and that He was buried. You gotta believe that they buried Him. Thirdly, that He arose again the third day, according to the Scriptures. If you believe the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, and ask Him to forgive you sins, and hope you hard for Him to come in, He'll save you. He's not going to break down the door to get in. He wants you to invite him in. And you've got to invite him in. And then he said in verse 5, And he was seen of Cleopas, then of the twelve. After that he was seen of about five hundred that brethren at once, of whom the greater part remained unto this present. But some have fallen asleep, some have already died. After that he was seen of James, then of all the apostles. And last of all he was seen of me also as one born out of it due season. So Paul told us what the gospel was. The death and the burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ. You believe that Jesus died for you, was buried, and rose again. You can be saved. What you need to do is bow your head right now and ask him to forgive you your sins and ask him to come to your heart and save you. And if you will do that, he'll come to your heart and save you. And then you've got eternal security and you don't have to worry about it. Dying and going to hell no more. You know you're going to heaven. And I want to say this. If you're a Christian and you're not serving the Lord Jesus Christ, you ought to be start serving the Lord Jesus Christ again. You ought to ask him to forgive you for that and get back in serving God. We need people that will serve God today. This world, this still is a Christian nation. And we don't, we don't lose our strength. We don't want to lose our Christianity. We want to thank God for it. I've been a Christian for a long time. I want you to know since I was 31. And I believed in God since I was a kid. But I never responded to asking him to come to my heart and save him until I was 31. Now t- I want you to know, brother and sister, Christ, I love him more today than I ever did. And when I miss church, I ask him to forgive me for it. I don't miss because I want to. Sometimes I'm not able to go sick. But I want you to know I love Jesus Christ. I thank God that he saved me. And I wouldn't swap my salvation from that little world. And I don't want to let nobody steal my testimony from me, the devil. The devil works on us all the time. Works on the mind. Works on our mouth. And you just got to ask God to help you. Don't come the devil. The best way in the world I know how to do that. Learn to quote scripture when he just after you. And you quote that verse of scripture because he can't take scripture. Or read your opening Bible and start reading. He can't take the word of God. Faith coming by here and here by the word of God. Thank you for listening to me this morning. And I hope I get some response from you. Amen. This is Reverend Danny Jackson. From the First Faith Baptist Church in Rogan, Louisiana, talking to travelers on the radio. We'll let y'all know that you need to get saved if you're not saved. And if you are saved, you need to go to church. And if you don't go to church, you ought to be shaming yourself.